World Wide Web has long been host to copied and pasted stories of an apocryphal nature. These stories came to be known as Copyvasta, and then the creepy variant emerged. Welcome to Creepy Podsta, the Creepy Pasta Podcast. Hello, welcome to the show. I'm Jeff. I'm the host of it. Uh, we're in the the deep... Oh boy. Uh, the, the deep depths um, no, of the summer marathon recording. I just recorded three episodes yesterday, and I'm recording another two today. Uh, hopefully I'll be recording more later in the week. The thing I'm recording about... Here's the thing. I'm going to get a bunch of guests to come back and do three episodes at a time, just burning through that suggestions list. But uh, Catherine graciously volunteered to record uh, four episodes about movies. Um, And so we are going to be talking about the 2018 American horror film directed by and starring John Krasinski, a.k.a. Jim from The Office. Uh, and his, I didn't even his, realize that. That's really sad. And his <laughs> extremely powerful real life wife, Emily Blunt. Yes. Uh, who you may know as uh, the push up artist from Edge of Tomorrow, uh, who does an extremely uh, good push up that everyone made a gif of on the internet to say this push up is sexy. Um, and I think that's the only reason why the world at large recalls this film at all. Uh, anyway, A Quiet Place stars these two people and also some children. And with me to talk about it are Catherine Marino. Hello! And Kima Theodore. Hello. And, uh, oh boy, since um, since this is an unusual format episode, I'm not sure how we want to go about uh, uh, recapping the movie. Uh, Catherine, why don't you start, and then if you... Uh, if I or Kimu wish to interrupt you, we will to uh, dig in on specific points or to. Okay. Uh, well, should I summarize gaps. it? Are we understanding that there's going to be spoilers? Because I mean, we can't really discuss it. Yes, of course. Okay. Uh, we always do full spoilers. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, at this point, if you don't want to know the twists and turns of a quiet place, uh, turn back now. I don't. Uh, it, it opened in um, the beginning of April, so it's probably it might hit Blu-ray by the time this episode comes out in August. Uh, but I don't know for sure. Sure. Yeah, my theater only had uh, two showing times each day, so yeah. it's, it's it's just reaching out. the end. I, in fact, I imagine by Friday it will probably be out of theaters yeah. to be replaced by Hereditary and Yay. Hotel Artemis. Um, anyway, uh, okay. So tell so, us how the movie begins. So um, it's it starts out very quietly, except for me trying to unwrap my box of um, uh, it was a uh, what was it Butterfingers. Of course, I wait to the beginning of the movie because we're kind of, and I'm like, this movie is about being quiet, and here I am unwrapping cellophane. Um, <laughs> it, 
took her a half hour. No, it did not. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> anyway. You just got to rip that Band-Aid off. And I know. That's what you said afterwards. I, I was I was not. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> so, obviously, we're in some dystopian future, like any start of any dystopian movie where society has been torn apart and you're in a store and everything's a mess and you can just take what you want. Um, classic beginning to any uh, horror movie type where it's yeah, the end of the world. It's, it's, it's next Tuesday AD. Yes, yes. Um, and um, so they're trying to... It's it's a family. Dad, mom, bunch of kids. At first I was unclear how many kids because kids were running around in bare feet. Everyone has no shoes on and everyone's being fairly quiet. And the one kid is sick, so the mom's trying to find some prescriptions for him. He's got like, I don't know, fever chills, some kind of crap. And, um, there's basically, there's, um, the eldest is a daughter. Um, she looks to be about, uh, maybe 13, 14 at this point. Um, and then there's, uh, the next oldest is a son. Uh, he looks to be about maybe 10 or 11, 11, 10. Sounds like and then yeah, the the kid I can't tell how old kids are. Yeah, it's a little hard. It's, Plus, they try. As far yeah. as I know, they're all somewhere between five and thirteen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> and then the littlest kid is four. We do know he's four. We find out later oh, okay. exactly. That's good. And um, so everyone's being the dumbest four. No, he's ever. okay. Four year olds are all dumb. Okay, um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> They're great and they're dumb. Um, so they're all, no one has any shoes on. Everyone's being very quiet. Um, they're signing to each other and also mouthing words. Um, we do kind of figure out, there's some hints that the daughter is deaf. Uh, because when they show things from her perspective, you hear nothing. Whereas when you show things from the other character's perspective, you at least hear little tiny noises, you know, the most minimal noises. Um, so, uh, mom's trying to get medicine. The dad's off getting some more supplies and the littlest kid, uh, is drawing a rocket ship on the floor in chalk and he's telling, uh, the daughter that that's how they're going to escape from the situation. And, um, um, and then he is later before they leave, uh, he finds on a high up shelf, a, uh, space shuttle toy and grabs it and is all excited about it. And, um, the dad sees it when they're going to leave and he's like, ah! and he takes it from the kid and takes the batteries out very carefully and puts them back at the counter. And he tells the kid he can't take it. It's too noisy. Oh, I think we should specify for people who haven't seen the movie and for some reason are still listening to it, stop listening, go see the goddamn movie. Yeah, go see the movie. Uh, It was really good. Nearly every piece of dialogue is in American Sign Language. Yes, yeah. Um, The original script had no spoken dialogue, but this final punched-up John Krasinski version Mm -hmm. does have some uh, spoken dialogue later on, but at this point, everything is in ASL. Yeah. And they do, they do mouth some words, like, as if they're speaking, you know, the way some people do when they're signing. Um, and I almost, personally, I, you know, they had subtitles for when they were signing, but honestly, they could have just left those out. (laughs) Like, I almost wish they had left the subtitles out. Um, uh, people, I don't think uh, your average audience would have uh, been able to discern what was going on if if they had left out subtitles. I don't know. That's what I, I think. Like, yes, some things would have been a little like, what do they mean? But 
you know, part of the whole movie is like communication and struggling to communicate, you know, like with each other, just not, not necessarily because of a lack of being able to speak, but cause, you know, all horror movies are essentially not about the horror and about people. And, mm. but, um, yeah. I thought that would have been an interesting choice if they did it. I understand they not, them not doing it, but I think it would have been a, a, kind of cool if they didn't include the subtitles. Um, I did, um, uh, laugh a little bit when they, at some of the printed things they showed where like the newspapers and such, um, where like when they walk out of the store, it says like, there's a newspaper, it says it's sound or something like, like just obviously communicating. <laughs> Yeah, it's really weird. This part of the, this aspect of the movie, uh, it's, it's supposed to be sort of like cool environmental storytelling. Yeah. But if a bunch of monsters land on Earth that attack you when you make noise. Yeah. Which I think, uh, most people would be aware that this is the basic premise of the movie, like going in. Yeah. Uh, but it's the like, mo- the movie does make it, the movie makes it clear, uh, pretty quick that this is what's happening. Um, why would the newspaper how how would the newspapers be able to print like after they figured out that because newspaper machines are extremely loud yeah I mean I figure there's a limited number of these creatures and maybe you know like when it first happened you know there was everyone was people were getting killed but not everyone was dead like there's not enough of them to do like a clean sweep in one day you know so I figured there maybe was like one or two printings before everyone just got pretty wiped I don't know yeah and then but then also all the trucks to deliver the newspapers or maybe Uh, there's dropped at certain points those creatures and so like certain areas weren't uh didn't have the creatures for a little bit I don't know yeah, it could be. Uh, well, I have it, a feeling uh, the creatures probably be too busy taking on, like, the armed forces that are left. Oh, and, that's true. Uh, you know, they'll just right. go through everything in time, uh, which they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, so uh, one key point here is that the do- the eldest daughter uh, gives the rocket, gives the space shuttle toy back to the four-year-old uh, behind the dad's back because she wants to be nice to him. And... Um, but then we see he he sneakily takes the batteries off the counter as well. And they're on their way back, and he's the four-year-old's behind them all, and um, they're all walking on sand, which you find out in the movie, like, they scatter sand over all their walking paths to make their steps the quietest as possible. Um, but, um, so they're all walking, and they freeze suddenly because behind them, the four-year-old has put the batteries in the shuttle, and it is lighting up, and it is making noises. And he's... And sw- this is this is shot really beautifully beautifully uh because we just see the it focuses in on the face of the daughter yes. and she's deaf and so we're sort of in her head mm-hmm. we can't hear uh we the audience can't hear the sound the rocket ship is making yeah we, uh, we see the horror on everyone else's face and her seeing the horror on everyone else's face as they hear it yeah uh and this is uh this is the first of many times that this movie does this mm-hmm. and i think that it is very effective yes Agreed. Um, she turns around, and then one of the creatures just shoom, takes the kit, and it's gone. And um, he's definitely dead. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, then we fast forward uh, a little bit in time, um, and they're at the. It turns out they live on like a farm. 
Um, and there's a house that they obviously lived in beforehand, uh, but they don't use the entire house to creaky. And, um, they live in various outhouses that are a little quieter, uh, and have things set up basically so they can be as quiet as possible. Um, but the dad does have like, um, a thing in the basement of the old house with radios and trying to con, he's trying to contact other places, tr- you know, seeing anyone else alive, uh, crossing out signals as he goes through them, as he tries to contact others. And he also is constantly working on trying to make a hearing aid that will work for the daughter. Um, I'm assuming at some point she had one that did work because maybe she yeah. she has a cochlear implant, yeah. um, which is why the the there's like a thing magneted to her head yes. that the the hearing aids plug into. Yeah, because she puts the thing the one part behind her ear that you can usually see behind someone's ear when they have a hearing aid, and then there's something usually she just like puts a a little thing against her like part of her head and it just sticks there. So yeah. She has some sort of a magnet in there. And um, she had to have had an implant before because at this age, if she tried to, if they tried to like make something to work for her to help her hear, it wouldn't work because her hearing would not have, uh, she would not have developed the proper brain connections to hear. So it seems, it seems pretty, uh-huh. it seems weird because uh, is the cochlear implant something that needs to be replaced as your head grows? Yeah. And I think that's part uh, is of... Is she going to yeah. run into, like, a bunch of trouble as she gets older and this thing is still in her head, which is growing around it? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, your head, by the time... If she had an implant relatively close to before this all happened, like, she got one, like, replaced or whatever... I mean, at her age, her head is pretty much the size it's going to be. Yeah. Um, We're a year and a half after um, the beginning of the movie. There was a big time jump. Um, was it a year and a half after the beginning of the movie, Kimu, or was... It's, it says 400, well, 450 days later or something. Well, actually, uh, so I looked it up. Because that's what I thought, too. But. Well, I I didn't notice until I, I had to look it up, and they said that the first scene when the kid got killed was about three months after uh, the aliens started killing everything. Okay. Um, and then 470 days is from th- when the aliens came down as well. So this basically takes place about uh, 380 days after the death of the kid, I do believe. Okay, right. So we're only we're only 470 days after the aliens. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Uh, I misremembered the caption. But I, yeah, I don't I think it was the, clear. Because I, like, I remembered us, it the same way you did, Jeff. I, well, I, think it, for, I think the opening scene tells us day whatever, and then oh, okay. the time skip tells us day 400 whatever. Okay, okay. Um, so, um, and you know, there's some tension between all the kids. The the oldest daughter, you know, when we jump ahead in time, you know, she's struggling to gain her, you know, independence. She has, you know, guilt about the death of the four-year-old. Um, she's trying to prove herself, and also, like, she wants her dad, she thinks her dad doesn't love her and blames her for the death of the kid, and, you know, there's all sorts of, like, each character's going through their own thing, and, uh, the mother's actually pregnant, very pregnant, um, we see that her due date is pretty much within the coming month. Uh, Which, bad, bad, bad move, don't, (laughs) why? Yes! Like, it's not like it's eight and a half months after the world ending. 
did. Like, they got pregnant on purpose. They were just, they were just in a pharmacy in the scene before. Yeah, but here's the thing. Like, maybe, I was thinking maybe all the prophylactics are expired. Um, she can't, the birth control expires. And so they basically, I don't know. That stuff doesn't expire that fast. I don't know. Listen, they wanted babies. I was trying, maybe they're trying to continue the human race. Double bag it. Race, human race, must continue. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. We're done. Just let it die. <laughs> let everything die. It's, it's yeah, this this at this point in the movie I'm like, what are you doing? Why? No. Why would you do that? You know like you know that babies make a ton of noise. And they do you prep for that. that. <laughs> Apparently this baby does not. But that's well, it did, the it did, and then they put it in a little coffin. Yeah, but the baby. Okay, we're going forward. Okay, so, here, so okay, so okay, and then the middle kid. Um, he's kind of scared of everything. Like the the second eldest, he's like kind mm-hmm. of afraid of cat. Um, and the dad wants to go out. They show you some of like how they live life. You know, trying to be quiet. Like you know, most things you would think of. Like you know, just having things set up so it's make the least amount of noise possible. Mostly signing to each other. Um, they do have some areas like they work the basement is like soundproofed to some degree and use headphones. And then they do the father and the mother do dance at one point. They have, you know, like a, a, a music player, but they have earbuds and they put an earbud in each ear so they can hear the music and dance, you know, like just stuff like that. And it's very cute. Very cute. And, um, so, and the, um, they have to go at one point, the father has to go out on a, uh, trip to go catch some fish. Obviously, you can't have like chickens and pigs on your farm if, cause they're not gonna be quiet. <laughs> So you gotta go catch some yeah, fish. That's true. Um, and he's gonna take the, uh, the boy and the, uh, eldest girl is all, um, I shouldn't be saying, like, they have actual names in the movie. <laughs> Um, uh, I think the girl, uh, was, uh, Regan? Regan? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And then, uh, the boy was Marcus. Okay. And, uh, the kid that died, I think, is Bo. Actually, I'm pretending like I'm coming up with this, but Kimu actually nicely typed up the names of the characters. <laughs> So it's all a lie. <laughs> oh, and I have to say the actress, uh, the actor that played the eldest daughter, her real name is Millicent Simmons, and Millicent was one of the coolest first names in the world. Just putting that out there. Um, and okay, so the boy does not want to go because he's scared of the creatures. The girl does want to go, and she's very mad that she can't go, and she kind of quote unquote runs away. <laughs> And so the boy, uh, what was the boy? Marcus and the dad go fishing. The dad explains to the kid, I don't know why he doesn't know this already, but the water from the running stream is loud enough that they can talk over it just, you know, under the volume of can the water. Can I yes. interject yes. here to say that the dad mm-hmm. was kind of, well, let's just say the dad brings the boy behind the waterfall, it's pretty loud, ambient noise, mm-hmm. and the dad, to make a point, decided to scream. Yeah. Scaring the bejesus out of the boy who probably sh- crapped his yeah, pants at that did. moment. 
because he thinks the alien's gonna kill him. And yeah. then, and then, and only then did the dad explain, hey, again, uh, ambient noise, they can't hear us here. Yeah, I, I think it's smart of him to demonstrate, um, but also, like, I don't know, it, the, the dad does not seem to be a, a perfect, um, a, a, like, perfect example. Like, he messes up at, at points in the movie. Yeah, he does. So, this isn't, like, a great, uh, thing to be like you can trust me i know how all this works like no you no you don't <laughs> you're like you know how you know how it works exactly how everyone else knows how it works which is uh like you've observed things yeah and mostly you just got lucky uh in fact explicitly you just got lucky because over the course of this film of course a lot of bad luck things happen to you that are not your fault and they still go wrong yeah I mean, there's probably lots of families out there that had similar things and bad luck happened and they all died. <laughs> like, so we're just focusing on the family that has good luck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But they do, at one point at night, he lights a fire up on the hill above their farm and you can see other, uh, places probably where there are people and they also light fires just, I guess, to signal to each other that they're out there, um, within the valley. Yeah. Which is kind of nice just to show that there are other people out there and, uh, they're not all alone. Um, and so they've caught their fish and, um, they're coming back and there's a creepy house in the woods with vines all of grown over it. And, um, the kid, Marcus is like, uh, trepidatious of this house. And then the dad stops him because there's in the middle of the road is, um, an elderly woman who has gotten killed by probably one of the creatures. And, um, which I was a little confused because she's dead, but they didn't like eat her. So are they just killing machines? Um, I don't know. I didn't get, it didn't, it didn't seem to me like she was killed by the creature. But she had a big bloody guy. Oh, you think the guy killed her? The husband? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. I was thinking that I might mean, be something, but. That's what I thought, but I, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. Not. Yeah, I'm, I was confused as well. It looked more like a, I don't know. I, it's because alien, these creatures don't seem to just kill. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I would think that alien would start hanging out there see if there's anybody around uh or hear somebody else and it's it's not near the lady so but if know. he stabbed her wouldn't she scream and then the creatures would come i don't know it's unclear she's dead yeah, yeah. The bottom line, she's dead. Yeah, and um, the elderly husband, he sees the dad and Marcus, and he's obviously very distraught about the situation of his wife, and the dad knows he's gonna scream, and so, uh, that the elderly man's gonna scream, so he, like, books it with the kid behind a tree, and the old man screams really loud, and one of the creatures just jump by and takes him. And we know from the dad's whiteboard in the basement that has really obvious facts on it for us <laughs> that there's <Yeah. laughs> three creatures in the area that they know of. The creatures, uh, loud noises, uh, or attracted loud noises, and that they are armored. They have very effective armor on them. Yeah. And that they do not know a weakness for the creature. Yep. And, and they it's... need medical supplies. They always, there's medical supplies is underlined, which is kind of like, duh. Um, and so we, at this point, we still really haven't seen the creature. Um, we just, it just like goes by really fast and takes people and it's some sort of lanky something. 
Um, so, uh, this is a great place to grow up. Uh, and they get back to the house. <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, the daughter has, um, gone to run away, quote unquote, and she's gone ba- basically back to the train bridge, um, that they were walking across when the four year old was killed. And there's a little cross set up with some toys and she cuts the wire of the space. She had the space shuttle toy with her kind of like it's kind of messed up but she cuts the wire that produces the noises uh so it only produces light and she lights it up and puts it on the uh, little memorial for the child and then and back at the house meanwhile the very pregnant uh mom is doing laundry in the basement of the old house she's just you know washing the stuff in the sink because you can't run a washing machine that was my other question they did have electricity at the house or at the compound or whatever you want to call it the farm how generator generators are loud i didn't see any solar panels Uh, i mean either solar panels or the power just hasn't gone out yet i guess yeah i guess if the valley's power was by like hydro like hydro generated by a dam or something i don't know how much uh, how much upkeep does nuclear power need Uh, (laughs) yeah yeah, we don't know i don't know i have Uh, so it's uh it seems like yeah it seems unusual that they would have uh uh like reliable source of power, but they do, and it's never really mentioned that they would be, uh, they, that it's ever gonna run out. Yeah, I mean, it does... uh, We don't know how long this is gonna last or anything like that. Yeah. I mean, it flickers once in a while, like, the lights flicker occasionally, but it's not, uh, probably not actually from the power source flickering, but from the creatures themselves. Yeah, it seems to always happen when the creatures are nearby. Yeah, because they do admit a radio frequency the creatures is what I the conclusion I came to eventually I don't know if it's true but it seemed like it um because they okay anyway skipping (laughs) that was skipping it so mom is doing laundry she's dragging the big old uh uh, grain sacks full of the laundry she did up the basement stairs and she snags one of the sacks on a a curiously (laughs) placed nail coming up from a step and Ben, she pulls so hard on the, the sack that's cut on the nail that the nail is now straight. This nail, there's no way you could pull, it's a big nail. You couldn't, it's not like a little penny nail, like, it's like, if she pulled that sack, it would just rip the sack. And why is that nail there on one of the spots they're supposed to step? Yeah, it, it doesn't seem unreasonable to me that the nail would bend, but it is a little strange that there is a nail pointing up out of one of their steps. Because, <sighs> uh, like, normally, you would hammer nails downward yes! <laughs> into a step. And not up from the bottom. Yes! Uh, but who knows, maybe this isn't their house. Uh, so they, like, someone else did a bunch of weird repairs on it. I don't know. don't really know what it's like. Because uh, they seem too careful to have done something like this. Yeah, and they even, like, have sanded the specific spots in the steps to step that will not make creaks. Like, and you'd think when they're doing that, they would notice a big old nail <laughs> on that spot. <laughs> Um, anyway, it comes back later to bite them when, um, um, or stab them. Stab, yeah, stab them. Like what exactly what you think is going to happen, you know, a big nail pointing up in a step. 
Um, so, um, I forget what originally set off the creatures to come to the house. That I can't remember. It's a lamp. They were, they were yes. playing a game, Monopoly, and they knocked over a lamp yeah. by accident. I do believe it was the deaf girl, uh, Ray- Reagan, and then, uh, It yeah. sets some fire and makes some noise, and they're like, oh, and then, yeah, a creature comes into their farm compound, and, um... Yeah, it's it. It's like they fix this right away, and it's fine. Knocking over the lamp, uh, it's fun. They're playing Monopoly with yarn pieces so that they don't make any noise. Yeah, uh, but um, it's strange because this seems like a big mistake, and it's going to be a big problem. But no creatures come for the lamp. Um, I think it came and it stole a raccoon. Yeah, that's. I was about to say we should at least hold a little bit of silence for our friend, little. The death. Cute yeah. raccoon. Yeah. yeah Which there's was... raccoons trying to get in. Yeah. They think it's a creature, but uh, it's a raccoon. And then the raccoon does get stolen by a creature. Yeah. So it's like a double, triple fake out. Yes. <laughs> and here's the thing. This this raccoon did not just get snatched. That raccoon got smeared. I mean, yeah, that's kind of what the creatures do. And his poor little yeah, buddy. Too. His poor little... There was two raccoon friends. Yeah. R.I.P. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, and, uh, okay, so later, I, I'm getting things all out of order, aren't I? That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's it's not I'm trying to remember deal. what eventually sets off the, um, creature to come when the mom is there at the compound alone, the kid and the dad are out, like, the, and the girl is on the railroad trestle. Um. I think something got knocked over. She knocked something over, the mom did. Oh, it's the picture. She knocked over the picture frame in the house, right? right. Okay. Yes, that she dropped the picture. She was reminiscing in the house about the old life. You could see the bed. It was probably the youngest kid's bed or whatever. And she drops the picture and creature is coming. And um, she starts and her water breaks. And she's like, so basically it's just a conglomeration of like horrible things happening at once. Um, she starts to go into labor and um, the creature's like in the house. <laughs> And yeah, it's like on the way. Yeah. And at one point she sets she sets an egg timer, which was a very smart cooking timer. And so that like when it rings, cause she's like she goes down the basement, steps on the freaking nail. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Scre- screams a little bit, covers her mouth. And then the creature knows she's in the basement, goes in the basement, she sets off the timer so that when the timer rings, she can run up the steps. Yeah, the egg timer seems to be a plan that they have for if the creatures get in to distract them. Yes. Because you can you can set it for like a minute and put it somewhere and then go to a different mm-hmm. place and the creature will go and attack where that is. And it says that they're on the whiteboard that they're blind, but I, I did feel like they were using a form of echolocation because of all the clicking noises. Yeah, so. but I mean still it's still like like maybe they could see shapes yeah they like see that, with sound they, basically they, like they about won't be able to detect you if you're like they won't be able to detect movement or things like that like you would have to worry about with other predators yeah so um so then this is our first big look at the creature as it goes down the steps and it's like basically you know how um people have when they're pretending to be a creature, they'll have, like, long... Like, a four-legged creature. They'll have those, like, long sticks they'll hold with their hands so they can go on all fours. (laughs) It's basically... Looks kind of... It's shaped kind of like that, but it has big scythes on the ends of its arms. Like, it walks on, like, knuckles, but then it has a big scythe instead of hands. And, Mm -hmm. um, it has, um... You know, it's just kind of nondescript 
black brown color it does have big like armor plating over it and um it has its head is like armored it has a lots of pointy teeth <laughs> and it has flaps on its head that it can open um to reveal on the sides g- giant huge ears like like exposed um the exposed uh, eardrum and yeah. cochlear stuff and it has on its head on the head part um little armor flaps that'll come up that helps uh help direct the sounds around it towards its ear things so it can help distinguish where sounds are coming from. Yeah. And so now and she she manages to turn on the red lights outside so that when the dad's coming back, he sees the red lights from far away, knows red alert, red alert. Um, she goes in the bathtub and is like freaking trying to give birth while this creature is here. Um, the dad's and the kid is running back into the compound um, and he tells the kid to set off the fireworks. Yeah, they have a plan for the birth, yes. which is... Uh, the the uh, rockets as yeah says. rockets uh, and so he goes and at the same time somehow uh, magic Emily lucky Blunt, <laughs> Emily Blunt holds in her scream until exactly when the fireworks start going off yeah. And so the creature runs outside because of the fireworks, and um, then um, and the girl now on the robot trestle sees the fireworks and is like, "Oh crap!" and is running towards back towards the farm. And um, so it basically starts like the chaos, and um, eventually I forget how they distracted the creature away, away. Like away, away. Just with the fire. Okay. I'm pretty so sure. he's like, "What the hell?" And um, she she's given birth. They he carries mom and baby from the bathroom, and their plan is they have this like little soundproof, the soundproof like little room under uh, a cabin-ish type thing, and um, there's a little box for the baby with that they can when the baby's like being fussy they can close it in and put a little mask on him so he gets his he can still breathe in the box um but it's quieter you know he can do his little baby screams and it's fine and um wait 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 wait. before we go forward uh i could be wrong but wrong why yeah why so the the baby gets born Uh and then the baby stays quiet why and the baby then i mean baby's very very quiet from moment of coming out. No, I think the fireworks are going off, so it probably did its initial screaming. Okay. And then Okay, one day And then when she like cuddled it, you know, it probably stopped. Mm, it seems like pure nonsense yeah. that this baby Fuck. is quiet at the times that it needs to be. Yeah, lucky, uh, like you said. Yeah, <laughs> yeah very lucky. <laughs> um, Emily Blunt used her mind powers to quiet the baby. Yeah, they restarted that day over and over again. Yes, in order to get the right. Yeah, thing. where yeah, the baby's ex- exactly. <laughs> She was cursed with this ability to relive the same uh, war battle. Oh, shoot. That's how they all survived this long. Every time something went bad, she would restart it and tell them not to do the stupid thing. Yeah, she's the same character from the other movie. Yeah. Okay. Uh... (laughs) Um, okay, um, oh gosh, I'm losing, I'm sorry, this is, it's different recapping an entire movie versus, like, yeah. a short mm-hmm. creepy pasta. <laughs> okay, so, yeah, Kim would do some for yeah. me. Okay, alright, so, uh, fireworks going on, fireworks ends. I- again, I don't understand what they depend on the fireworks, they could have rigged up something since they're electronic geniuses to, uh, have sirens on the app. 
outside of the farm to, you know, attract attention or anything other than just a very uh, temporary uh, fireworks display. But at any rate, the boy, I think... Yeah, he's stuck uh, out there. Is, yeah, he's running around because he's still out there. Uh, he knocked himself out. <laughs> yeah, he ran into a tractor. Knocked himself out. Yeah, that was pretty yeah, was funny. funny. He, he was running... Because he thinks the uh, creature's behind him, it might as well be. And then he smacked himself into a jeep and he knocked himself out. It was a uh, His sister uh, gets there, finds him. She sees the flashlight. And they, right. And then they, they go on top of, of a silo, I believe. Yes. And uh, set fires trying to get the dad to notice and get them. Uh, yeah. Okay. So, okay. So they're in the sound. So flashing with the parents there. They're in the, the soundproof room. Again, why don't they just hang out there the whole time? But okay. They have uh, to live their lives. Yeah, and their soundproofing is that there's a mattress over yes. the, the yes. trapdoor to the room, which, uh, okay. That seems. Yeah, like right. we literally see the creature sure. walk past the open door to the cabin and like the mattress is on the ground and he's like just walks past. <laughs> like. Yep. Right. Yep. And, and apparently this is good enough for them to actually talk, talk. Yeah, they like talk. Uh, and not really whispering too. They're like, they're, they're talking softly, but they're talking like a normal talking. So this is amazing mattress they have <laughs> up there. So, yeah. uh, so. The Casper. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so, so Blunt, Evelyn, sorry, Evelyn tells, uh, Lee t- that he, his responsibility is to, to protect the children. Uh, this is news to him. <laughs> <maybe. laughs> yeah. I don't know. But, uh, She's like, oh, shit. Uh, yeah. She so like, she leaves. blames herself. She, and she's, starts talking about how she could have carried the four-year-old and she blames right. himself for his death like everyone blames themselves and she's like my ha- i was carrying stuff on my back but my hands were free and she so she basically is like i can't protect them i suck i screwed up so you gotta go protect them yeah, yeah and that's uh that's unfair of her also she just gave birth herself. Yeah. so uh <laughs> excuses yeah, she yeah, gave, she, has a lot of excuses it, like I fully pass her yeah no, I, 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 but here's the thing. She says, oh, I could have carried her. Uh, no, she shouldn't blame herself. Yeah, no one should. You know, but... what, she sh- you know what they should sh- uh, blame themselves what? for? Letting this kid walk behind everybody. This kid yeah. who's obviously the youngest. Keep the kid in the front. Yeah. Yeah. They keep an eye on him. He's like doing whatever back, back there. But anyway, uh, father goes out to save, find his children. He's looking at, oh, he has, oh, we didn't discuss this. He has these uh, security cameras everywhere. Yeah. And his so, radio hideout. He also has security cameras. Right. So he's trying to find his children through them. Uh, but there doesn't seem to be one on the silo, on the top of the silo. Right. So the kids, well, the daughter thinks that dad does, is, is not going to find them. Uh, the son has a lot of faith in his asshole dad. <laughs> he's not and, an asshole. Uh, he's just lucky. And, and he's saying, hey, he's going to come for us. And she's like, he's going to come for you. But not Yeah, she thinks he doesn't love him. When they're at the river, uh, the, the Marcus tells the dad, like, yo, she blames herself and he's like it's nobody's fault and he's like she still blames herself when's the last time you told her that you love her and he's like he's, he's like you have to tell her that you love her and that you don't blame her etc etc basic very basic things that, yeah. that you should be telling your kid <laughs> 
aka asshole dad. He's not so, an asshole. He's just uh, kind of clueless. So the alien. Uh, so I think. Oh yeah. So the boy falls into the. Yeah, it's full of corn. What full of corn? And he starts uh, quicksanding or quick corning. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, into it, and uh, of course that makes a lot of noise. Also, so the uh, aliens go in in that direction. The the sister jumps in to save her brother. The door, the big heavy door that was on top of the silo falls in as well. They and use it they like use Titanic that. in the water. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a yeah, place yeah. of flotsam on the ocean of corn. Exactly. And never let go. <laughs> never let go. Never let go. And the dad <laughs> sees the creature zoom past him as he's walking through the corn trying to find them. The creature goes vroom, right past him towards the silo. So he's a pretty good idea they're at the silo. Right. Uh so they then the alien shows up in the silo once the kids actually kind of got themselves settled and not die from corn inhalation. And uh and so they're they're hiding now underneath this door thing while the alien is looking around. No, it's them. attacking them. Yeah. It's straight up attacking them. Okay. Okay, so it is attacking Under, them. With the, yeah, with there. the door in between them. But one yeah. of the things we realized earlier in the movie, um, Reagan's, the, the newer implant the dad had made, had, which has an amplifier on it from one of, one of his uh, radios, um, it's make, doing some sort of feedback thing when the creature's around, whatever, because um, the creature must be emitting some sort of radio signals that are being picked up by the amplifier and causing a feedback loop and go like the thing that everyone hates and the creature also hates it and runs away uh, when she was like looking for Marcus in the corn um yeah so she's like immune to the creatures they can't get to her because she has this implant that reacts with their sound abilities in some way mm -hmm. that uh gives both of them a big headache yeah yeah they both are like ah and um so it goes off when it, the creature is attacking uh it, it inter the interference happens and the creature creature tears through the side of the silo like it's paper and runs off because it's like screw this i hate feedback um kimu goes some more <laughs> <laughs> okay all right uh so okay so the dad find finds them uh it's a funny scene where he sees the kids jump from the silo but it seems like they jump like 50 yeah they did like an anime jump yeah exactly it might as well just put bionic sounds in there but they land in corn but, uh, yeah in the corn field um right? yeah, no it was corn. a big pile of corn that's how they didn't break oh, okay. their legs uh okay yeah okay there, then Oh, and every time any anything happened in the movie scary, where I, normally audiences would like put their hands over their mouths or, or would scream or something or go ah or jump, everyone puts their hands over their mouths because they're all trying to be quiet because it, yeah, it, yeah they just like instinctually not attack track the creature into the movie theater. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think now they want to get back to the house. Oh, going to the house. Apparently, the the wife wakes up, realizes that water. Uh, pipes has exploded so now water is seeping into the soundproof room and it's flooding and the she notices a little visitor oh no a big visitor uh the alien ha is in the room the little baby the, in the coffin is floating yeah is floating around and so uh, very creepily the the, the wife it, she she it bothers me because they just dress her wound and now she has to go in this probably very dirty water to to get to the baby. Anyway, so she gets the baby. And the, uh, and the creature does this very creepy sink dive into the water. Yes. It was very, it was like, yes. whoosh. Like, I was wondering, like, oh, it, does it go in water? Oh, yes, it does. <laughs> 
Yeah. And so, of course, now we're worried that she's going to touch the creature by accident. You can't see. In and the I was wondering water. how well it hears in the water, because hearing on, in air is different than hearing in water. Exactly. So maybe Seem, just... Seems to do fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, I don't know, she she waits it out. Do, do you know, remember, did the creature leave? She or goes did... behind a little waterfall. Ah, yes, so the, the waterfall. The crying doesn't get heard, and then, uh, and then the creature uh, can't find her, and so it leaves. I think it might hear another noise. Yeah, I think it did hear okay. um, outside. It heard um, the the um, dad and the kids or something. Something happens. Oh, is does it leave because of the dad screaming to sacrifice himself? No, that because that was the creature was already on the pickup truck because they go over to the pickup truck because the creature is now outside. And so they go, he tells the kids to go hide in the pickup truck. I think it just left because right. it heard them or something. And yeah. um, it, so it's outside. The dad sees it, tells the kids to go in the pickup truck. Um, and the, it, I mean, they don't use the pickup truck. But because you know you can't start an engine, but yeah, they have. It's another one of their contingency plans yeah. where they have this thing set up for if they need to get back to the house really fast. Yeah. Um, and so they get in the car and put it in neutral and turn the emergency brake off, and it goes all the way to yeah. the house for them. But the creature first yeah, but, is attacking yeah. them on top of the pickup truck. The kids. And the dad, you know, he, he tells that the girl sees that the, what the dad's gonna do, um, and that he's gonna scream to attract the creature. And, but he, at the last minute, he tells her that he loves her and that he's always loved her. And, um, and she's just like, and it's very touching. And then he screams really loud and the creature, and she, the daughter get uh, the last, the last thing the daughter gets to see is her dad getting mauled by the creature. Just awful. After telling her, him, Telling her that he loves her. Yeah, yeah. It, he doesn't. He doesn't have to do this this way. Uh, although, to be fair, he does try attacking one of the creatures with an axe. Yeah, that did not, not work, work even a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it seems stupid that he sacrifices himself. Um, yeah, but again, we, we do know he's not the smartest. He's the luckiest. <laughs> yeah. Well, until then. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, his heart's in the right place. Anyway, um, so they put the truck neutral. It rolls down the sand road towards the house as quietly as a truck rolling down sand can go. <laughs> and the sun's coming up and the kids get back to the house and hug the mom. Um, and, um, like, so they think things are like, okay, as much as they're gonna be the little, they're in the, this, now not soundproof basement thing and um the oh the other one the one in the the big house that has the radio yeah, they're in the regular they're in the regular, regular basement, basement. the the hearing aid works and the, and i don't this is one thing maybe you guys can explain why did the dad not want uh reagan the daughter to go in the basement i have no idea but he makes a point early on like don't go down there i don't want you to see what's down yeah there. it's like not it's safe. just like a bunch of newspapers for the creature it's a bunch of newspapers about the creatures, uh, like a uh, conspiracy theory board about the creatures and his whiteboard soldering soldering station yeah. for his um, research on ears. Yeah, and the and the radios and the cameras. The cameras are down there too. You know what? Yeah, this is I why. I I, I, I'm telling you, he 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 knows it's creepy to have like a camera everywhere, and he doesn't want them to see that he's been spying them on. The yeah, apparently, okay. probably neither kid has uh, been down there, and they get down. There, the the middle kid is holding the baby and like 
distracted and amazed by the baby. Um, Reagan's distracted and amazed by the cameras and the radios and the soldering desk with all the supplies of for the hearing aids and the books about how hearing works and all that stuff. And the mom is like uh, getting the shotgun and stuff like that. Right. Oh, let me interject here that that nail that's been sticking mm-hmm. up ever since, well, ever since she, uh, that the, earlier that the, day. <laughs> that titanium uh, bag hits it and pulls it up has been standing up with this pool of blood around it and it's drove me nuts every time I see it it's like put they, something on it they do anything. they do know to avoid it though yeah least. she points it out but yeah just like put something on it he's right like a brick or something I don't know anything anything uh so there's that a traffic and, uh, cone put a traffic cone on it <laughs> it's not like they're busy or box <laughs> Well, yes, they are, but, you know, still, it takes a second, you know. <laughs> um, so the creature is coming for them in the basement because, you know, and, uh, right. and it's in there and holy crap is in there. But Reagan remembers the whole feedback thing. And when they were in the corn silo, she had turned off the um, amplifier because it was also giving her like a freak out headache thing. And um, she she's now like slowly adding it all up, looking at the whiteboard with weakness underlined and the question marks. And, and like, it takes way too long. And she turns on the, the implant and um, the, the feedback starts going nuts. And she actually puts the little amplifier up to uh, the microphone. She turns the stereo up all the way, puts the uh, amplifier up to the microphone, and basically the creature is like like head explodey with the feedback like it's can't take this at all and it basically collapses its little head plates that direct sound are going all nuts and like breaking and stuff like they're not working right and it falls backwards and appears to be dead but of course it's not actually dead and it does get up but it's clearly all wonked out and its head is now exposed like the fleshy parts are exposed because the the armor plating on its head isn't working correctly and mom shoots the creature in the head and creature done explodes its brains. explodes its brains yeah. if it has brains yeah and the creature's dead and they they live uh to fight a, another day well the, but you do see on the monitor the other two creatures in the area running towards them and does the movie just end with emily blunt cocking a shot yes and then a cut to black yes well, pretty good <laughs> pretty great and she has a wry little smile on she looks at the daughter and the daughter is prepared she knows what to do and the mom stares at the camera, has a wry little smile, and cocks, and cocks the shotgun. Or not cocks it, uh, chunks it. What is that called? When it's the shotgun, you're expending the one shell, the U shell. It's different than cock, it's right? Cock. It's cocking it, right? Well, isn't cocking yeah, a gun's pulling the... I don't know anything about guns, it turns out. Pumping? Yeah, pumping she pumps the shotgun. shotgun. There we go. Yeah, <sighs> yeah. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Oh boy. (sighs) Yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's a movie that has, I would say, a lot of narrative problems, uh, that most people would term plot holes or something like that. But uh, I like it. I despite loved it. all of the problems, yeah. it's a char- it's such a charming film that I forgive 
like every little plot hole. Yep, don't care. Um, it's so well made and the performances are good. Um, it's not like my favorite of these. This there's this new um, genre that I've been oh, not new genre, but a recent like thing happening with horror movies that where it's like these artsy fartsy horror movies are coming. <laughs> out. You had like the Babadook, It Follows, The Witch, yeah. uh, movies like that. And this is definitely going for, uh, I think Get Out also, uh, yeah. fits in there. Yeah. Uh, this is also in that genre for sure. Um, it's, it's, it's go, it's about to be superseded by a much more artsy fartsy horror movie with Hereditary coming out on, on the Friday after we record this. But, um, this, this, movie was this year's um, I guess the fact that we're getting two in a year says that this is a profitable thing, but it was this year's prestige horror movie mm -hmm. um, and that is an interesting thing that's happening, especially because I don't think that this was um, particularly successful at the prestige elements like it was artfully directed, but it wasn't overly stylized no, the way yeah. it follows or even Get Out, which is directed in a fair straightforward way has it's like dripping with stylistic elements whereas this movie is pretty straightforward it's very capably directed it gives me hope that um we could be seeing a resurgence in i i hate to call them this because it's not an applicable term anymore but a, a, the b movie uh we don't do double features with a with a b a b role anymore so it's it's not quite applicable but what we don't have any more is a quality mid-grade movie yeah. that is capably made and has a tight script and is just like a 90-minute fun experience that also has something to say. Yeah, and, and, and we should we, point out it was not two and a half hours. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We we get two kinds of movie, either a bloated two and a half hour uh, blockbuster tentpole from a franchise that's existed for a decade or more, or a movie that is an hour and a half to two hours and kind of sucks. <laughs> um, so it's nice to see this mid-tier of like a short, quick movie that's very well made and is um, it's it might end up getting some Oscar nominations for sound design and stuff like that, but it's probably not going to get for like best original screenplay or um, best, uh, maybe a best director nod, but I don't think so. Uh, but it's like, I like that there's a, a like mid upper tier yeah. to movies now uh, and that it's like come back um, and I think that part of this is the fact that the home market is really profitable yeah, yeah. the fact that there's these um, art I don't want to say art house theaters but like Alamo draft house type theaters where going to the movies is like a big experience and you go and have like dinner and drinks and everybody uh, has a fun time watching a movie maybe some something that you nece wouldn't necessarily see otherwise if it wasn't like a big night out for you. I have to um, mention like the the one the theater closest to where I live is like um it's an AMC but yeah. it's actually more old school in that it is incredibly cheap to see a movie. Incredibly cheap. They don't they the fanciest thing in the theater is that they recently got those uh Coca-Cola machines where you can select their your drink from there. That's the fanciest I thing. Mean <laughs> 
Meanwhile, I go to the largest mall in New Jersey to see my yeah. movies, uh, Garden State Plaza, uh, and it's, uh, if I wanted to go see a movie before noon, uh, without movie pass, it would cost me seven fifty. Um, interestingly, I went to the AMC in Wayne, <laughs> and that one usually costs like six fifty ish for the morning movies. I recently went to a morning movie where it costs like five and a quarter. So they reduced prices at that theater. Um, but I have movie pass, yeah. so I go to whatever movie looks even vaguely interesting. I just go to it because mm-hmm. it's only ten dollars a month, and this company is definitely going to fold before the end of the year. <laughs> Uh, like uh, the matinees at this theater are four dollars and twenty five cents, something like that. And then the regular movie, uh, evening movies, non three D, is like six dollars and eighty cents or something like that. Um, uh, Kimu, how did you feel about this movie? I liked it a lot. And uh, let me preface this that uh, and Kate can attest to this. I, I write little notes, right? It's called the Kimu mm-hmm. notes, where I all I do is pretty much complain about yeah. everything. And it doesn't mean I don't like the movie. It just means I find things to complain about. And that's that doesn't have anything to do with me actually liking or not liking the movie. Oh, However, of course. Yeah, we have a lot of... We're, we're, this is <laughs> the, the nitpicking podcast. Yes. So, Perfect. Right, feel well, free. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that because I, I have done... I've mentioned half of my list. I'm going to go through this whole list and then you can uh, edit 90% of it out. If you <laughs> No, uh, well, you already mentioned most of these things. Right. Well, I'm going to go down okay. the one we didn't okay. mention because I, I kept track. Because, okay. okay. Uh, all right. So let me go from... All right. The fireworks, you've heard. I think if they were smart and less... They could have just carried around those firecrackers that you get at the Chinese New Year's, which goes off and it, it lasts quite a long time because it's a whole bunch of firecrackers. They could just carry that around with them. And anytime those aliens, they have a problem with these aliens, they light one up, throw them as far as they can, and that thing will distract them for quite a while. Yeah, that's a good idea. And just get out, you know, no problem. So that's one issue I have. It uh, probably, probably, um, it, it's, I think that the movie took place either, um, I, I think it took place in upstate New York because it was filmed in upstate New York. Um, and definitely looks fireworks, like fireworks, uh, fire, firecrackers like that are not legal to purchase there. Okay. Um, so they wouldn't have been readily available unless they wanted to make a trip out to PA. That's true. That's a good um, point. But they could go to a town's store of holiday fireworks and yeah. get those. Which seems to be what they did. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, it does. But it's probably it that place would not have like little little firecrackers. It just has yeah. the big ones. All right. So okay, my next thing uh guns uh they only have one shotgun why don't they have more i understand that these aliens are assumed to be totally indestructible so guns really won't help too much but that doesn't stop people from <laughs> yeah shooting anyway so th- i'm surprised they only had one gun and my uh, my guess again yeah. is that this is not their farm and that was just whatever the gun that was there exactly. i thought it was there gu- the reason why is because when she goes up in that one bedroom to reminisce um, and sits in the chair. The bed had like uh, a shooting star on the pillow. It, it was like it was like kind of space themed, and I think it was the four year old's bedroom because he liked all the space oh, stuff. Right. So I really right. think that yeah, was so their I old house. I guess this probably was their house. Yeah, I think huh. it was, and it was just too creaky, you know. 
Right. Uh, I think it's interesting that they had a gun at all. I guess maybe for hunting, but because um, well, the, they kind of live on a farm. Yeah, I mean, most farms in in rural areas, you're going to have at least a shotgun because if it's that, it's that's a rural enough area where, you know, there are bears around. Normally the bears there aren't going to bother you, but you never know. And things can, there are predators in that area that might come on the farm. Well, sure. also people. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thoughts are more not that there's a gun at the farm, but the fact that they do have access, obviously, to the town there. And sometime in the beginning of this whole thing, you'd think people will start grabbing as much weapons that they can find. And I, I do what in New York would I think they have gun stores, right? Like in the- uh, New York is all has very has strict gun laws, okay. uh, pretty much the same as Jersey, which is um, I mean, people talk about um, gun violence in Chicago as like, oh, here's proof that strict gun laws don't work. But uh, all of the like neighboring states have very loose gun laws. Yeah. So that's where all the guns get into Chicago. If you look right. at New-, New York, New York City has uh, very low gun violence. And the reason is because New York State and New Jersey and Connecticut and Massachusetts have strict gun laws. So you can't e- like you would have to go to Pennsylvania, which if you're in New York City is kind of a far drive. Uh, so I don't know where specifically uh, in New York State this movie takes place, uh, but maybe they were too far away from PA to have easy access to guns. And it could be when the aliens initially came and they were all trying to shoot them, they used up most of the ammo. So, like, they're maybe trying to be conservative about what they do have left. That's the right. other thought. Okay. Yeah. Which, uh, which bothers me that... Uh, well, not bothers me. It's like... You don't want to take a chance. Like, let's say these creatures, whenever Emily Blunt has the gun, she's aiming at a creature. Obviously, she doesn't want to shoot it off because it's going to, it'll now know who she is, where she is. But that creature will walk around and he'll open up his head to do that echolocation, whatever. And it, I, I'm just thinking in the movie, like, oh, she, if she just shoots it right there, right in that little uh, brain. <laughs> The soft stuff under the armor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she could have just killed it, but you know, obviously, that that's a big risk. Yeah, it, and, yeah. Uh, so, so I'm not that's I'm not faulting her for that, but it, it is kind of like frustrating. It's like, oh, just let it get closer and then. Uh, it does confuse uh, me though that they didn't seem to figure out before this that you know this creature works on sound, excessive sound, especially radio frequencies are gonna, you know, like, obviously, like, th- that would be the, like, first thing you think of as a weakness, you know, something that's really good at hearing, how do you counteract it? Like, I mean, how how would you test that, though, except by getting this creature that will kill you uh, into your house and then making a bunch of noise at it, knowing that it will attack anything that makes noise? I guess I mean, like, when most of the people were still alive and they're trying to, and they're printing newspapers about it. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's fair. Like, the army probably should have used some of those sound cannons yeah. that they save for uh, protesters. Like how, like something that has really good night vision, you blind it with a bright light. You know, like I don't know, but uh, you just have to kind of let it go. Okay, uh, you know what? I'm done with the nitpicking. But uh, if you want to hear some trivia, and you probably know this already, Jeff, but sure. uh, originally this uh, this was supposed to be an, one of those installments of the Cloverfield kind of series. 
series. You oh, know how really? they have, yeah, they have all these, yeah, as we know, they have these movies. There's three of them, I do believe. It's Cloverfield, Cloverfield, uh, the second Ten one. Cloverfield Lane <laughs> and Cloverfield Paradox, which just surprised launched on Netflix earlier this year. Exactly. And it's sucked big time, but let's not get distracted. Uh, so this, <laughs> this is one of them, uh, supposedly. And then they decided this is, let's, let's take this on its own kind of universe thing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I think that they had approached the producers about this. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, is, is Krasinski, uh, okay. It doesn't look like Krasinski's a producer on the it. The alien does look like yeah. it could be like a tiny version. I, yeah. I think they thought about it and then didn't do it. Um, rather than, cause most of those movies don't start development as a Cloverfield franchise film. Yeah. Um, okay. Right. And this, this didn't even get as far as having bad robot uh, in its production, um, in its production logos at the beginning of the movie. I don't know how, I don't know how else involved, uh, uh, Bad Robot is in producing these types of films, uh, uh, the Cloverfield movies. But, uh, oh, I've, I forgot about, uh, of course, the artsy fartsy movie 10 Cloverfield Lane, another artsy fartsy mm-hmm. movie. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that it's, uh, one of the first things that happened with when this movie came out was a bunch of articles being being like, why isn't this a Cloverfield movie? Because uh, the one that just came out was very bad. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's huh. interesting. Yeah. Uh, basically, very quickly, Cloverfield Paradox was, was supposed to explain everything. Uh, all it is is like <laughs> realities, realities, and and different universes collide in time and space. So you mm. see all these crazy things happening, and that's lazy writing, as Deadpool would say. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that's pretty much that. Old opens up the door to like you can throw as much as i love like explanations and like trying to figure stuff out there is pretty much only one guaranteed way to make a movie less creepy is to explain things yeah Okay, so I found it. Apparently, the uh, initial writers, Scott Beck and Brian Woods, considered pitching the movie as a Cloverfield movie. And when they brought this up to Paramount, mm-hmm. uh, Paramount said, uh, no, we don't, we have no, we don't need to brand this as a Cloverfield mm-hmm. movie. Okay, cool. Uh, uh, so oh. I think what, I think what the executives are doing now is using the Cloverfield branding as a crutch to sell a movie that they think won't sell on its own. Oh God, my echo's going off. Oh, is that what that yeah, was? Yeah, hold on. Yes. Let me oh, shut okay. her off on the app. I'll, I'll, <laughs> or just unplug her, Kima. Okay, I'll unplug her right now. You can hit the mute button. There's oh, there's a mute, a mute button. button. I forgot. I changed her name from the thing that was always setting her off. Yeah. and But she still goes off sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, mine will do that with uh, any words that sound like the word. Well, yeah, but sometimes, like, my cat meows and it goes off, so... Pretty good. <laughs> uh, any- anyway, I'm glad that the movie didn't get Cloverfield Brand. Yeah, it doesn't need it at all, they're right. It doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't have the, like, mystery box element to it. Um, yeah. Oh, anyway. by the way, this, uh, and the final thing, they are doing it. Why? I, I think it's a bad, bad idea. Don't do it. Bad. Yeah, I don't know. Just make more uh, cool, it, creepy it, movies. It could, it, I think that there's, um... There's places that the movie could go from here. I don't think that it's smart to do a direct sequel with the same cast. Yeah. Uh, but I do think that it would be smart to be like, let's have, uh, explore another family in the same, um, world. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I just like, it would have to have it be significantly different. I just feel like these kind of movies, like, 
Okay, like, Paranormal Activity is, has, like, a thousand sequels, and some of them are better than others, and, but... Six. No, it's a thousand. Um, but, like... And also, that that franchise is over. There's not even any plans to make more of them. But, like, I can almost see them making, like, justify them making sequels, because they could, it's also, it's more along that be like you're you're right it's not a good word for it and, and i wouldn't consider paranormal activity artsy fartsy but like b level like just have it's to have fun kind of thing yeah. so like but this is a different kind of creepy movie scary yeah i here i think that it's going to be hard for them to get a sequel that uh, creatives want to be involved in. Yeah. Uh, right now, the writers and John Krasinski are saying if there's going to be another one, it's going to be about different characters in the same situation. And I think that's smart. I think that's the only way that you can really get away with it at all. Yeah. Um, well, my pers- uh, personal opinion on this is I don't know if um, another movie of similar similar situation is is you know would work. I mean, they'll still make money i'm sure but it's like this is almost like hey everyone be quiet this thing is these creatures come because it, it, it's cool but if you do two movies like that i don't know it's kind of like the, i don't know i think maybe they can do another movie but like kate mentioned it has to be different and may not even be a, a thriller horror or anything it'll be like an action kind of thing where it's now oh, do the, the, ali- the aliens uh uh approach <laughs> yes. Yes, or the, exactly. it turns out like whatever dropped these aliens because uh, I'm assuming something else dropped them to kind of clear the planet I'm assuming I don't know um, like, yeah, it's hard to tell if they're intelligent I, or not. I do not think they are, because most of their head was just seemed to be devoted to processing sound. <laughs> like, and they kill everything and anything. Like, so, yeah. the raccoon, come on. I mean, like, uh, so, <laughs> so they're a lot like human beings. Yes, uh, just indiscriminately <laughs> killing. Yes. Um, maybe the, the whatever got dropped them also dropped aliens that can't hear but can see really well and can see x-ray vision and then <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah uh so do we have any final thoughts about the movie before we go into our uh spooky moments our spookiest moments i, I do want to say like you know how like i was saying creepy scary movies are usually not with mo- monster movies are usually not about the monster they're about the people and like metaphors and all that stuff and it was really heavy on the metaphors. Like, you know, the same way it print, it, you know, there's a headline on a newspaper where it's, it sounds like it's kind of screaming them at you, like what each character's going through and stuff like that. But it honestly did not ruin it, even though like, and, and I can sometimes be oblivious to the metaphors. So like in this, in a way I kind of appreciated how like blunt it was about them. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, the creature was still creepy enough that um, it, it it still made it, you know, a good creepy movie, despite the blunt metaphors. Uh, any um, any from you, Kimu? Any final thoughts before we move on? Uh, no. Uh, I w- uh, well, I, I was pleasantly surprised at my uh, reaction to this movie. I, I did like it a lot. I mean, I knew I would like it, but I didn't think I would like it as much as I did. Because I I admit, I came in with some biases. I've heard stuff about it before. I'm already, I was already stuck in that why did she get pregnant phase 
in yeah. my head. So <laughs> you always get that, stuck on that, that on every movie like this you, where someone's pregnant. Well, yeah, because that's not a good idea. So uh, also, I, I I'm happy to say that uh, there's one thing where I've read, and it's true though. They say that the the daughter, uh, although it's not her fault, if she wasn't around, none of this probably would have happened. Somehow, if you really think about it, I'm not going to go through it. But uh, although to be fair, mm-hmm. uh, she does catch the uh, rocket ship when the little kid knocks it off. True. The so right. She, so she prevents she prevents it from happening then, uh, but uh, does uh, partly lead to it happening later. Yeah. So right, right. So anyway, I like the movie a lot, and uh, yeah, I wish we could just go fun. around barefoot all the time. At first, I was like, "This is great. No one has to wear shoes. Everyone has to be quiet because I don't like loud noises." <laughs> and then everyone starts getting eaten, and I'm like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> Oh, Catherine, oh, oh. What's, what's the spookiest okay. part of this movie for you? Uh, which one of us? Catherine, okay. Yeah. Um, honestly, it's just the stepping on the nail. <laughs> that always gets me. What about you? How about you, Kimu? What's the spookiest part of the movie for you? Okay. Uh, so, yes, Kate is correct. Uh, it's actually, yeah, uh, the nail thing, although you, you know, you knew that's going to happen. Big, w- what did Deadpool say? Something foreshadowing. Like heavy, yeah, heavy foreshadowing. Heavy, yeah, heavy dose. Yeah, we also saw Deadpool 2 this weekend, so it's a little bit on the brain. Yes. I see. And, uh, but the more normal creepy part would be the very first time with the Monopoly scene, basically. Uh, that, that was, that was somehow creepy for me. Um, so yeah, that, that'll be it. It, it. This movie wasn't really scary per se. It was tense. It was, uh, just a nice, yes, yeah. it was a tense all the way and that's pretty much it. Uh, I think for me, the whole, uh, labor scene in general. Oh yeah. Um, from, from the nail onward was, uh, the scariest sequence because you're not really sure if she's gonna make it, uh, cause you don't see the baby in any of the trailers, I don't think. I don't think so either. S- smart of them to not reveal that. I don't even think I knew she was pregnant from the trailers. No, I didn't. Uh, yeah. So that that was interesting and very tense, very good. Um, yeah, I would have to say this movie wasn't, like Kima said, not creepy. It was scary and tense. And yeah, if I would have to change to what's the scariest part of the movie, yeah, that whole scene starting with the nail, you, that, I would agree with that. That's scariest, tensest part. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's get into our plugs. Catherine, where can the people find you on the internet um, in the ways that you would like <laughs> to? Every, like Twitter and all those places, I'm Zarloart. X-Y-L-O-A-R-T and you can also actually friend me on Facebook, Catherine Marino uh, I'm just pictures of cats it's not anything, I just accept anyone that's not gonna harass me <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay Kimo, how about you? Uh, same thing I got really nothing <laughs> uh, My name is, uh, yeah, Facebook friend me if you want He also just posts pictures of animals and his cat Well, uh, and also some memes Yes, uh, you know, you do post the World. And then you get upset because uh, I don't go look at them. Start well, your uh, start your podcast again. I keep. T- I, that's what I said. We discuss this. We will see what happens. Yes, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll see. You'll get, maybe you'll have to uh, experience the Kimu list once, okay. once again. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, that's, okay. that's, that's it, yeah. Okay, so you can reach me in the normal places uh j3fk on twitter jeffjk on snapchat and instagram and patreon.com slash jeffjk you can also join creepypasta fan group on facebook uh and send us your favorite creepypastas to review yes please do i think that's all our things all my things anyway um that's all there's no real good line from we usually do a line from the creepypasta at the end can't really do that here so you can just goodbye. you can just pretend you're um pumping the shot and just picture Emily Blunt with the wry smile pumping the shotgun and that's the end of the podcast.